Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Hanging with Harley. He is back. Harley Schlanger is here with us. You can find him over at the LaRouchesOrganization.com, the LaRoucheOrganization.com, as well as the Institute.com, the Institute.com. Harley is one of the most prolific minds out there trying to form a better, more prosperous, more peaceful multipolar world where there's real cooperation, real trade, and real prosperity amongst the nations. And folks, we're all hoping and praying for that. Support the LaRouche organization. They do amazing work. And make sure when you go there or you go to the Schiller Institute, you sign up for those emails. They're, they're, the, the, the symposiums that they do and that they hold online and worldwide is some of the most important, some of the most critical, some of the most pr- you know, prescient things you can involve yourself in because we are on the brink. We are on the brink of annihilation and when less, unless sane minds prevail. With that being said, Harley, welcome. Hi, V. Good to be with you. I'm glad you brought up the conferences we're having because we have two more scheduled that are, are urgent and emergency. Uh, if I can start with that, on, on yeah. February 21st next week, February 21st at noon Eastern time, we're going to have an emergency Zoom meeting. Syrian sanctions must be lifted. And the speakers will include Helga Zepp-Larouche, Colonel Richard Black, the former head of the Army uh, criminal investigation team at the Pentagon, and Vanessa Beely, one of the more uh, well, a, a journalistic expert on Syria. And then on the 23rd of February, we're going to have uh, another Zoom call, investigate the Nord Stream revelations, stop nuclear World War III. This will be at 1 p.m., and it will include Colonel Ralph Bossard, who's a top Swiss military intelligence expert, and Ray McGovern, who for many years was a top CIA analyst. And we'll be talking about the Seymour Hirsch bombshell, how America took out the Nord Stream pipelines, which is still been pretty much blacked out of the U.S. media, although they don't black out the response to it. Yeah. They say no one should read it because Hirsch is over the hill. Hirsch only has one source. Uh, don't you find it interesting that people who cited Adam Schiff as the source on Russiagate <laughs> are, are now saying that obviously Hirsch, who's a respected authoritative journalist for almost five decades, that he doesn't have well-sourced work. Uh, he wouldn't put something out unless he were certain about it. So I, I find this quite interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is really remarkable, uh, you know, that we see idiots like Adam Schiff, who is 
who has a, a look like he's high on something as a credible source versus somebody who is a Pulitzer-winning journalist who had amazing work. His his resume reads like no one else. And then we're going to go ahead and question him. It's, it's incredible, Harley. It shows the desperation. The narrative is falling apart. You know, it, it's okay to question the story if you're going to do an investigation the way Hirsch did. Yeah. But the people who are questioning what he wrote accept the lies from the State Department that Russia did it. Yep. And was that sourced? Was there any evidence when that went into the newspapers in the United States that Russia had anything to do with it? What they had to do with is they built the pipeline. But the attack on the pipeline, as Hearst says, for those who haven't heard about this yet, Hearst says that it was organized by Biden through Jake Sullivan. Sullivan brought together a team which included CIA, State Department, including Victoria Newland, uh, uh, Defense Department, Navy divers. They used the Balt Ops 22, which was the NATO military exercise in the Baltics, as the cover for planting C-4 explosives on the pipelines, and then did a remote detonation three months later. Uh, and Hirsch makes a, a very interesting point that it was done in such a way that there was no need to report this to Congress. Well, that raises an interesting question, two interesting questions, actually. One, is this an act of war or a terrorist attack? And if the United States is responsible for it, what does that mean? And then secondly, the, the other question is, the, if this violates U.S. law, what does this mean for the possibility of impeaching Biden? Absolutely. And, and, and unfortunately, Republicans who want to impeach Biden over the border or other kinds of issues are pretty much silent on this, or they're continuing to support the line that it was Russia and that we have to keep funding the war in Ukraine. So this is what some people would call a game changer. And in Germany, the Berliner Zeitung, which is the largest newspaper in Berlin, mm -hmm. an interview with Hirsch a couple days ago, where Hirsch laid it out. And the fact that this is now out in Germany, where Schultz is hiding in the sand, his party just lost 8% of the vote in a Berlin city election. Uh, we're seeing the coalition come unglued while the Greens are continuing to insist that we need a nuclear war to stop Russia. So, you know, it's a, it's a very tense situation, especially as the Russian offensive is just about to get started. And Zelensky is freaking out. You know, he's trying to clean out his cabinet of, of some of the corrupt people. Uh, he should have started with himself. If you want to get rid of a corrupt person, get rid of Zelensky. Yeah. But they're trying to make it look clean so they can get the hundred something billion dollars from the U.S. and, and, and 60 billion from, from the European Union. And meanwhile, what's the purpose of their war? To weaken Russia. And they are, look, they're doing some damage to the Russian army, but the Russian army is able to rebuild itself, to, to continue to grow. The Ukrainian army is not. These are the destruction of a whole generation of young men in Ukraine and now older men in Ukraine. Right. They're going to draft children. So, you know, instead of seeking peace, Zelensky is demanding more weapons. Man. So the Hirsch, the Hirsch revelations have to be discussed. Uh, if, if you don't accept them, well, give us your best hypothesis. No one will do that. If your best hypothesis is that Russia did it, uh, I'm sorry, that just doesn't wash. 
Yeah, no, it doesn't wash at all because you know we all know that when successful army armies when they're really winning a war, they like to you know draft children and old men and old women to go fight. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me, Harley. Well, now here's the other thing that's interesting, as as probably your your viewers and listeners know, this Sunday there's going to be a march in Washington D.C. and many other cities in the United States. In Washington, it's going to begin at twelve thirty in the afternoon at the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. And it's interesting because it brings together different sectors of the U.S. political arena. The Libertarian Party is a co-sponsor. The, the um, Peace, and I, I can't remember, the Nick Brana, his party, the, I think it's the Peace and Freedom Party, is a co-sponsor. It's a coalition of left and right that brings together Rand Paul and Tulsi Gabbard, or I'm sorry, uh, Ron Paul, and Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Dore is going to be there. It, it's going to be a broad coalition. Mm. And now we're seeing the reaction. The left wing is attacking it because Diane Sarah from the LaRouche organization is participating. Sure. Uh, it was attacked by the Ukrainian Committee to Combat Disinformation, which is the neo-Nazi public affairs grouping, which is essentially run by NATO. And what they're saying is that this is information terrorists and spreaders of Russian propaganda. Oh, yeah. The idea of, of trying to have peace in Ukraine is Russian propaganda, according to them. Hmm. So what, what is it they're afraid of? Well, they're afraid if the American people break out of this controlled left-right scenario and actually move to change U.S. foreign policy, their game is over. And that's why you see the Ukrainian neo-Nazis and the so-called left wing of the United States, including the Code Pink group. Sure. Uh, Medea Benjamin is going to participate, but her group told her not to because they don't like some of the people involved. Yeah, they don't like Ritter and, um, and you know, Ritter Jackson to, Hinkley. Yeah, and Jackson Hinkley as well. Yeah, so, you know, what you have is a, a an expose of who the left and right wing operatives of the deep state are and i think that's very useful yeah absolutely man it's it, it's um it's very glaring at this point i mean harley i mean you made mention of the whole clapper ordeal with james clapper and the revelations that are out with that and now clapper is being absolutely dragged dragged over the coals by jim jordan and by matt gates and others who are absolutely grilling him uh what do you what's your what's your uh, opinion on that well, I think this is something long overdue. Clapper was going was one of the original liars about the data collection under the Patriot Act. He's perjured himself repeatedly. But the most recent example was when the Hunter Biden laptop became an issue at the just before the election in 2020. Clapper, uh, along with Mike Morell, former deputy director of the CIA, uh, and John Brennan were among the initiators of a letter saying the Hunter Biden laptop story has classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. And this became a headline story in Politico and all the major press, including press that didn't cover the Hunter Biden laptop story. And it was used to protect the Biden family. Now, what's interesting is that as it's now acknowledged, even by the Bidens, that the laptop was real, it was not Russian disinformation. Jim Jordan and other Republicans are pursuing an initiative demanding that, that they send a letter to Clapper, to Brennan, and others 
to come before the Congress and, and explain why they were lying. And Clapper came out and said that the story, the way it was printed, was not really what was intended. Now, this raises an interesting question, because he's saying yeah. that they were saying it was a Russian information operation, not Russian disinformation. Now, that's sort of a, a narrow distinction. But the more important question is, if he didn't mean it, why didn't he come out and attack the Politico article two years ago when it came out? Why did he wait until he was subpoenaed to appear before the uh, House Intelligence Committee? So Clapper's exposed, Brennan's exposed. And then at the same time, the morons over at the so-called U.S. Intelligence and, and Defense Department are being exposed for the fraud of the Chinese spy balloon. It's interesting. A weather forecaster showed a map that showed the trade winds, the, the uh, Pacific winds that would have moved the balloon from Alaska over the continental United States. Is it possible that members of the U.S. intelligence community, before they sent up jets to shoot it down, they didn't know, to, they didn't think to check the weather? No, <laughs> not at all. Because it, this shows you the level of idiots that we're dealing with, Harley. It's incredible. Well, and, and they think the population is so easily manipulated that they're going to accept the idea that the Chinese are sending spy balloons to spy on us when they have satellites all around the world, as do we. So there, there are many layers to this fraud, but the real story, which I wrote about on a piece that's up on my blog page, the real story is that the context for this is the recognition of sectors of the U.S. military operation, the, the U.S. military, that the operation in Ukraine is failing. And this was clear from a RAND report that just came out earlier in January, uh, which basically said that the Ukraine war is not going to succeed. It's got a risk of spreading to nuclear war, but it won't succeed otherwise. And they say it's time to move away from that because we have to prepare for war with China. And this has been the, the statements from uh, Minahan, the general in charge of Air Force Logistics, that we're oh, going to yeah. war with China by 2025. Right. And he said, it's in my gut. Oh, I don't a, know if it's true. It's, it's, it, in, it's in his butt, Harley. That's what it is. Well, he actually it's, said. It's most Western elites. It's, it's in their butts. That's how, they, that's how they're able to formulate and think and, and strategically plan these things out. Because, you know, the war in Ukraine is going so well. And if they, were, if they marvel at the industrial production of Russia being able to outproduce anything that the West could throw at them, wait till they see China. Well, and here's the other interesting thing. You just had the NATO defense ministers meeting. You had Stoltenberg admit that they don't have the capability to provide the airplanes, the jets, the fighter planes that they had promised. And, you know, the, the entire British Air Force has about 100 of these typhoon jets. They promised all of them to Ukraine, and then Sunak had to walk back from that and say, well, we can't do it because it would leave us without any aircraft. We already knew that. When they sent the Queen Elizabeth aircraft carrier to the South Pacific, they had to borrow jets from the uh, U.S. Marines. When they sent the new aircraft carrier, the Prince of Wales, out of dry dock, they had to haul it back within 30 days because it doesn't function. So what Stoltenberg said is that the depletion of weapons in the West has been so rapid 
that they're shooting off per day what it takes a month to produce. And so as the West is running out of ammunition, they, they say, well, we'll send the leopard tanks. What they're finding is these tanks have been sitting in warehouses and are rusted, are, are broken down. It's going to take large amounts of money and a lot of time to prepare the tanks. In the meantime, the Ukrainian army is being ground up by not even the real Russian army, but the Wagner group. Yep. So, you know, under these circumstances, you want a two-front war with Russia and China? Yeah. Because and we have the because we're a superpower, Harley. <laughs> yeah. We have our industrial might is so incredible. I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, you know, I mean, here's a wonderful article that I talked about earlier today where um and it kind of shows you how super powered we are. I don't know if you can handle this, Harley, but this is super powerful stuff from a superpower. I mean, look <laughs> at this nonsense. Look at this, right? Uh, the U.S. Navy struggles to keep ships in fighting shape is leading sailors to cannibalize more and more parts from other ships. And this is the deal here. When you scroll down into the article, you'll reel right here. Here's an example. The Nimitz-class aircraft carrier, which is basically, you know, 10 out of the 11 aircraft carriers we have are Nimitz class, right? Uh, yeah. They said uh, they're driven by combat-related systems. Many of these parts are what? They're older. Therefore, they're no longer being produced by manufacturers, so they are what? Hard to obtain. There's no <laughs> fun. And, and this, Harley, I've been screaming this since 2012. America, you know, they like to say, you know, Russia is a, is a, is a gas station masquerading as a country. America is a two to maybe four trillion dollar economy masquerading as a thirty one trillion dollar juggernaut. The American military is a paper tiger, has been for a very long time, never has ever won a war ever. Okay, and look at this: what happens when you gut your physical economy? Okay, this is when you try to fool the world that you have the philosopher's stone that you can tear, you can turn anything you touch into gold. This is when you fool the world thinking that, that the printing press is the philosopher's stone, that the paper <laughs> is more important than gold. And the paper, you know, as long as everybody believes and has faith in the paper, that, it, 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 that the world will bend to them. And we don't need to worry about manufacturing. And this is what happens. Well, I'm screaming well, this. The, we, we have a, a, a very good slogan for the Sunday march. It's mm. war, the only thing not made in China. Exactly. The only thing not made in China is, is what? It's war. You're absolutely right. Because we make it. We make it, and we make it off the back of the dollar being the reserve currency. That's and how we get away we, with the scam. And we use the military against countries that are weak and poor and underdeveloped. Correct. But we use the military to make sure those countries don't band together. Correct. And what scares them is they're seeing the global south now. For example, let me just bring up something here quickly. Mm -hmm. There's an election in Nigeria next week. Mm. Nigeria is the country with the largest population in Africa. It's on the verge of development. It's, it's moving in a fairly effective way, but it's got problems. The typical problems you have when you have a limitation of capital goods and technology and not much money. And what Nigeria has been under economic warfare from the West, especially from the British. And so there's destabilizations going on in the country the week before the election. Now, why are they being attacked? Because most of the candidates running don't want to be part of the Western war against Russia and China. Correct.
And the rest of the world is looking at things like you just showed this article, that the Western military lacks the capability to fight these longer wars that the U.S. is committed to by its military-industrial complex, right. which should room. probably just be called the military complex because there's not much industry anymore. I, I like to call it the military incompetent complex because that's what they're <laughs> good at. You have nothing. It's filled with strikeout artists. Or well, it, it's also like the, the one of the biggest oxymorons in the world is the idea of U.S. military intelligence. It, it is. I, I've often said that myself. I mean, it it, it, it is surprising. It is surprising that even even if twenty percent of our hardware is fieldable in a war, okay, we I mean think about it. if if the UK if the mouse that roared which is the UK decided to go to war with Russia they they'd be out of ammo in about like three to four days. Well, that's that's, that's what their defense the, the the head of the defense committee of the yeah. House of Commons right. said the other day. He said we've got to get boots on the ground. The only problem is we don't have the logistics and the resources to prepare them for the fight correct however we have to become psychologically ready for it oh yeah so exactly. it's it's a so mind we'll war. pretend we'll, we'll pretend we'll put this is what i'm saying harley this is what i'm saying western leaders are not real leaders and it's symptomatic of the malaise and sickness in the majority of the population in the west western leaders are what what is what is you know you know fancifully called as larpers right LARP. That is a term that means live action role play. It's a thing that kids and grown <laughs> men would do in the woods when they're, you know, uh, you know, when they're imagining themselves to be uh, uh, civil war uh, heroes or or they're or revolutionary war soldiers or in, or in when the they're playing video games. Oh, video games, right? Live action yeah. role play. Well, that's what Western politicians are. They live action role play. It's a mental war. Because these people don't live in reality. Reality is governed by hard science and mathematics, which is something a political science degree doesn't really account for. It doesn't really work well. A political science degree doesn't work well in a reality that is filled with hard math, hard sciences, and hard physics. Can't deal with that. So we have to imagine. We have to mentally prepare ourselves, Harley. And this is why I doubt if even 20% of our hardware even works. I know one of the guys that I, was a client of mine who worked in the nuclear industry, okay, who was on the nuclear side of things with the strategic uh, strategic command, nuclear strategic command, right? And when, then he retired, went over to work for the NRC, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, held a very, very high position at the NRC, right? He said to me, and I'll never forget this, years ago, before he retired and went off into the sunset, never to be heard again, his last words to me was this. I doubt if even 20% of our nuclear hardware is even fieldable. And this is our advanced weaponry created, oh, so, so recently as 1973. Well, the, the one thing I'd say in response to that is that if you have crazy people running things, they'll figure out how to use the 20% that works to incinerate the world. Yeah, and, and, and that's, exactly. That's why we have to have a mobilization of citizens who are not crazy, right. who are not suicidal who will stand up to these frauds and say to them, you're not going to get us into a nuclear war. And I, I'm very proud to say that some of my young associates like Jose Vega, who maybe people have seen on the uh, uh, Twitter and, and YouTube, uh, have been going to visit their congressmen yeah. and confront them in town meetings saying, why are you supporting a nuclear war? Right. Jose was one of the ones who took apart AOC yep, I remember. and left her stammering. Yep. 
he just hit his own congressman in the Bronx the last couple of days. And all the congressman could say after Jose said, will you acknowledge that your support for Biden's policy is taking us to the brink of nuclear war? And the guy said, well, if you want to spread Putin talking points, go ahead. And then, of course, they dragged Jose out. The fraud of this elite, so-called, is they cannot stand up to real truth. No, they can't. And we have to wield truth. And what I've been saying over and over and over is that if you look at the Hirsch article, you look at the story of the spy balloons, you look at the, the Columbia Journalism Review. I don't know if you saw this, but Jeff Gerth, who used to be a New York Times hit operative, one of their investigative journalists, Gerth, since he left, left the Times, has been investigating the coverage of the Times and the Washington Post of Russiagate. He wrote a 24,000-word article that's in the January issue of the Columbia Journalism Review debunking every single lie about Russiagate. Yep. And saying that the reason this comes out is because we have no real reporters anymore. They're mouthpieces for the military industrial complex. Yeah, the propaganda. And then, he, and then he points out, for example, the interrelationship between the media putting out a story, then someone in the Defense Department repeating it, and then the media taking that as proof that their story was accurate. And then Adam Schiff going out and saying, look, we have massive evidence of this. Russia-Trump uh, collusion. So I would urge people that want to have ammunition to go after these frauds and liars in the media, take a look at it. It's online under Columbia Journalism Review. Jeff Gerth, I think it's called The Press Versus the President. And it, it's well worth reading. It's much longer than the Hirsch article, but the Hirsch article will also give you a detailed report of what probably did happen with the Nord Stream pipelines and I just keep saying truth is on our side. We've got to be bolder, more courageous. And everyone of the rogue audience that can get to Washington, D.C. on Sunday should get there. Absolutely. 1230 at the Lincoln Memorial. If you're in a, far away from Washington, check it out. There may be something in your city because I think there are 50 other cities that are having demos. And then next week, the following Sunday, London, Paris, Rome, Good. Uh, a number of places in Europe. And the last demonstrations in France had three million people out attacking Macron for his economic policy and for the war. Yeah, excellent. That's how it needs to be done, because here's the thing with the Western elitists. These idiots, they think, if they think they can launch dilapidated, obsolete nuclear weapons, which will be very easy for the Russians to take out, right? By the time our Minuteman 3s and our Trident 2s are, are being launched, they will not only be intercepted, but the counterattack from Russian hypersonic, like, I don't know, I mean, there's going to be, uh, I think the American politicians will be introduced to Mr. Kinzel, yeah. Mr. Sarmat, Mr. Caliber, and Mr. Iskander. And those could all be nuclear-tripped, and they even have a nuclear-tipped cruise missile that could literally, it's a nuclear-powered cruise missile that can fly around in the air for two weeks, for two weeks. Before it, before it, 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 coordinates are given for it to hit a target. And then the rest is all, of course, hypersonics. In other words, our elites won't even know if the dilapidated, obsolete, half-broken nukes, with some of them without, not even having active warheads, will, will, even, will even find their targets 
before our elites are vaporized. But the oh, truth about them, the truth about them, V, is that they're planning on being in a bunker somewhere. That's exactly the thing. So we'll get vaporized, and these idiots will emerge thinking that, ha we've blown over the world. Now we can, you know, we, we can recreate the world in, in our image, only to be shocked by the fact that the only thing they destroyed is the countries that they themselves have lived in. Every the rest of the world, the global south will still be an attack. The well, most of the world will still be an attack. The joke is on them. I don't know if you ever saw this, but there was a Twilight Zone episode about a guy who knew there was going to be a nuclear war. And so yeah. he dug a shelter. He put all his books in there, all his food, his processed food, his water. And then when the nuclear war happened, he accidentally stepped on his glasses. Yeah, I remember that. He, he couldn't see. So his whole planning was for naught. Yep. The, these guys, for them, planning is psychological manipulation. That's all it is. And they believe it. They, they believe in dangerous. their superiority. It is. And that's the most interesting. You know, one of the things I said in the broadcast prior to before we went live, I said this, Harley. I said the, the cardinal rule in being a drug dealer, the cardinal rule is never get high on your own supply. The cardinal rule on being a global elitist, okay, and what has kept global elitists in check for, for decades at this point but is no longer is never believe your own bullshit. We are to the point that we absolutely that we have leaders that absolutely believe in their own BS and they propagate it in their circle jerk committees, which we call also known euphemistically called think tanks. And this is the problem. They believe in their own superiority. It's a huge issue. Let me let me just finish by quoting Cy Hirsch from an interview he did. I think it was with Amy Goodman or with uh, the Berliner Zeitung. But they said, well, do you really think that Biden and Blinken and these guys thought they could get away with that? And he said, how the hell do I know what they're thinking? All I can tell you is they're insane. Yeah, they're insane. They're insane. These are these are LARPers, except they believe the video game that they're playing. They believe the fantasy that they live in. There's a delusion because the West, and this is a problem. And I, and I, I, I've been, you know, for years, Harley, I've been putting the pieces together from the financial side of things mostly, and now I'm delving to the psychological aspects of, cer- of certain things. There is a mass delusion, a psychosis that has gripped Western elites. Okay, there is. They literally believe in the fantasy world that they've created for themselves, and it's devoid of reality. It's devoid of science. It's devoid of mathematics. And the only thing that matters is perception. Therefore, the West fights a perception war. The Russians fight a military war. The West yeah, looks and, for victories in perception. And then we, de- we denounce the Russians for so-called hybrid warfare when that's all we've got. Yep, that's I'm, all we've let, got. Let me just remind people then that this coming Sunday is the uh, March Against the War Machine in Washington and other cities. Next Tuesday, we have the uh, Zoom meeting on lifting the Syrian sanctions. That's going to be at noon Eastern time at uh, SchillerInstitute.com. And then next Thursday, investigate the Nord Stream revelations. That's going to be at 1 p.m. again on the Schiller Institute. And if people have questions for me or want to get more details on this from me, they can always write to me at harleysch at gmail.com. Very well said. And with that being said, Harley, thank you so much for joining us. Great talk as always. And folks, enjoy your weekends.
We're over and out.